Hi, I'm Anna, and on this podcast, I'll be discussing how schools can be more inclusive of transgender kids while debunking a few myths that have stopped these things from happening. Let's start off with some basic vocab you'll need to understand. Firstly, the difference between sex and gender. Sex and gender are often used interchangeably, but they mean different things. Your sex is biology and what you were born with, your chromosomes, reproductive anatomy, and things like that. Your gender is separate from this. Gender is a social construct and refers to social roles, expression, and your own identity. Because gender is a social construct, there are an infinite number of genders and its definition is fairly loose. Some other vocab are things like cisgender and transgender. Someone who is cisgender, often abbreviated to cis, is someone who identifies as the gender that correlates with the sex they were assigned at birth. Someone who is transgender is the opposite of this. Transgender people identify as a different gender than what was assigned to them at birth. This includes people within and outside of the gender binary or outside of male and female. For example, someone who is AFAB, or assigned female at birth, and identifies as female is cisgender. Someone who is assigned male at birth, AMAB, and identifies as female is someone who is transgender. Now that you know this, I'd like to introduce two big ways schools can be more inclusive of trans kids. We'll be focusing on inclusivity in bathrooms and sports. Transphobia in schools is a big problem and has been for a long time. 75% of transgender students felt unsafe at school because of their gender, 60% were forced to use a bathroom that did not match their gender identity, 50% were unable to use the name or pronoun that matched their gender, 70% said they'd avoided bathrooms because they felt unsafe or uncomfortable. And according to a study by the Williams Institute, a reported 51% of trans people have attempted suicide. This number is astonishingly high, but as as many of you are with privilege in this aspect, there is something we can do about it. We need to ensure that there are safe spaces and activities for trans kids so this trend won't continue. The first step we can take is fighting for law-protected inclusivity of trans people in bathrooms and sports. But we need to be educated. Laws have already been put in place in multiple states banning trans people from competing in sports as their gender. The reasoning behind this is that trans people, specifically trans girls, have an advantage against cis girls in sports because AMAB people have naturally higher testosterone levels, even after hormone therapy. This argument has been debunked on multiple occasions by experts and scientists. In sports, everyone's bodies are different. These differences can give people some advantages. For example, someone like Simone Biles, her height-to-strength ratio enables her to do more flips in the same amount of time as other gymnasts who could be taller. And tall people typically have an advantage in basketball. But these don't always ensure that they'll be better than everybody. As I'm sure most athletes know, sports is about more than just brute strength. It's about strategy and other things. I'm not really into sports. but According to Joshua D. Dr. Joshua D. Safer, A person's genetic makeup and internal and external reproductive anatomy are not useful indicators of athletic performance. Would you say someone who's naturally tall on a basketball team gives them an unfair advantage? Would you exclude them from playing on that team simply because they're tall? These beliefs also invite invasive gender policing and increase prejudice of anyone who doesn't follow traditional gender norms. Furthermore, the reasoning that trans girls competing is a threat to cis girls is sexist because it feeds into the narrative that women are weak and need to be protected. Trans girls are real girls and should be able to compete as themselves without needing to change their body. 
and bathrooms. Inclusivity of trans people in bathrooms has also been a huge issue and has come to light in the last 10 years. Trans kids deserve to use a restroom that fits their gender identity, not what complies with their birth certificate or what gender the school perceives them as. There have, of course, been counter-arguments to this as well. The most well-known opposing argument says that allowing trans girls to use a girls' bathroom is a threat to public safety, because according to them, it makes it easier for predators to pose as trans girls and go in the girls' bathrooms. Not only are these same people once again using the protection trope of cis women, usually, these are usually transphobic lawmakers, which, as I said, is sexist, this argument simply isn't factual. The National Center for Transgender Equality on a study on public restrooms found that 12% of trans people were verbally harassed in public restrooms in the previous year, 1% were physically attacked, and another 1% sexually assaulted. 9% said someone has denied them access to a bathroom. Additionally, Laura Palumo, Communications Director at the National Sexual Violence Resource Center, told ABC News that people who are looking to sexually assault someone will go into a bathroom regardless if it corresponds with their gender. Transgender men who have had to use female restrooms due to these laws against them experience a ton of violence in women's restrooms and are told they don't belong there. Palumo said people need to understand the facts about sexual assault, adding that in 8 out of 10 cases, the victim already knows a perpetrator, citing Justice Department statistics. And 64% of trans people will experience sexual assault in their lifetime, she said, citing a study by the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force and National Center for Transgender Equality. To summarize, trans people are not a threat to public restroom safety. In fact, they are usually ones being threatened through the lack of acceptance and overall lots of stigmas. Using the right restrooms for one's gender identity is an essential part of transitioning. In order to integrate into society as their gender, they need to be treated like so. This should be mandatory, as these laws against trans people have also proven to be detrimental to physical health as well. 32% of trans people said they limited the amount they ate or drank at least once in the previous year so they didn't have to use a public restroom. 8% reported having a kidney or urinary tract infection or another kidney-related medical issue. Uh, these issues are usually due to, you know, holding it in, which is not good for you. Trans-inclusive spaces and activities are crucial, and the U.S. public school system needs to acknowledge this and do something about it, starting with law-protected spaces and activities for trans people. If you'd like to learn more and be a better ally, some sites I'll recommend are transequality.org and glad.org, spelled with two A's, to learn more and be better and more educated. Thanks for listening.